Hello and welcome to the Final Whistle, the number one sports show on Spotify. I'm Kabir. And I'm Jerome. Jerome, as the start of season years, there has been a lot of content online covering the Singapore Premier League. And I've seen you guys put out some of your own content too. Care to tell us more about that? Yeah, so um, towards the end of the season, we were thinking of actually going down to where the fans were because we initially had our own live stream on Discord and stuff like that. But, you know, we saw the fans outside and we thought, you know, what the experience was like behind closed doors. So we decided, let's go down, interview some fans and actually see how the circuit breaker actually affected these fans who are watching from outside. And uh, we went to quite a few games. We went to see Haogang, we went to see Alberex, we went to see Geelang, we went to see Tampines, uh, Tanjong Paga as well. And, you know, we had a good time with the fans, you know, interviewing them on how the circuit breaker has affected them, you know, in terms of football. And uh, we definitely got a lot of fantastic insight from all the fans that we we interviewed. And, um, it came out last week. So um, just head on down to the SG Football Podcast Instagram, SG Football Podcast um, YouTube and Facebook. It'll all be up there for you guys to watch. What is the name of your documentary? Uh, it's Behind Closed Doors. Oh, Simply, nice, nice. Yeah. And, yeah, bro, and of course, we can't be a local football show without previewing the new season. And we've got a special two-part SPL preview show for you guys today. Jerome, would you like to introduce our guest? All right. So, of course, today our guest, we, of course, have Kenneth Tan, freelance football writer, the brains with the pen. How are you today, <laughs> my man? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, always good to be back uh, talking about Singapore football after a few months away. Yeah. All right. Great. And also, we have Jeff, founder of Void Deck Football and avid Geelang International fan. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thank good you. to see you as always, man. Good to see you. And finally, of course, we have Mr. Kyrill Ashraf, football agent for multiple SPL players in the league. How are you today? Good. Happy to be here and speaking football for 2021. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. <laughs> I'm getting excited, bro. <laughs> I know. I'm feeling it too. We are almost at the start of the season. And finally, after, you know, a couple months away, you know, or how many months away? I can't, because like time has seemed to pass by so quickly. Yeah, like, man. I mean, I, okay, the news has been has been coming in rapidly yeah? mm -mm. and we've all enjoyed all the coverage by everyone. Uh, so, mm. yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. So, of course, we have to go through it club by club and the main thing is that we want to see what are some of the some of the surprises that we can see from these teams and at the end of the at the end of this, we'll of course ask our guests where do you think these teams will end up. Let's start with Young Lions. Um, last season, they didn't finish bottom which was uh, quite, I mean, unfortunately, for who, who did finish bottom, uh, quite sad. But um, Young Lions didn't finish bottom and there were some promising signs from them, to be honest, throughout the season. You know, the 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 leadership of Jacob Mahler, they also had um, Amiral, who was also really decent up front for them. So I think that was a few bright spots for them. Kabir, what do you think of their season? Um, okay, last season, they started off um, slow, but then as the season... At the season near, near near the end, I think they they did quite well. I think a few um, surprise score lines and surprise results. Um, I think they also showed a bit of a bit of heart uh, with with the experience that they don't have, but they did well. Yep. So now let's bring in our guest. Let's start with Kenneth first. Uh, overall, what do you think of the Young Lions season? And I mean, they. Generally, Young Lions have a lot of players. So for Coach Nasri to like actually put a team together was quite difficult for him, especially when he had players who were away for school, NS and stuff like that. So what do you think contributed to them not finishing bottom or actually doing better than we expected? Because Tanjung Paga wasn't up to the standard. And uh, for 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 people who surprised, uh, Young Lions didn't finish bottom. Uh, I mean, Young Lions didn't finish bottom for the last three seasons. So uh, actually, they are, they are pretty decent side as in they are, they are not hope, as hopeless as people think they are as in they play some good football and probably because you can see every every few games that the lineup changes they don't really have a settled lineup because of what, whatever you said NS uh, studies uh, it's not easy for Coach Nazri I mean every year it's the same issue for Young Lions so I mean this year is SEA uh, Games so uh Hopefully, uh, they can get a bit more clearance from whatever, you know, from their school, from the authorities, uh, NS and all. So, they have a more settled lineup when they go into the SPL. Uh, just now, you were saying, right, uh, they, they may not have Jacob Muller for the season. So, that's a bit of a worry. And uh, uh, also, I just want to talk about the coach issue, right? I mean, uh, Nazri hasn't been taking training as we understand. So, I don't know how that will affect the training because now it's uh, Philip, Coach Philip, 
okay. Oh, yeah. nice. Uh, that's what I heard. So, uh, so they really need the so-called more experienced players to step up. So I'm looking forward to players like uh, Hami. You know, Hami, we, we all know, he, it seems like he has been around for so many years, but actually, you know, he, he's still pretty young. And, 22. Uh, yeah, 22. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems like a seasoned pro, you know, like the way he plays, you know. So I'm looking forward to him, like taking on a leadership role in this team. Him and uh, players like, I think, uh, Raihan. Uh, Raihan Stewart. I mean, he, he, I didn't rate him very highly in the, at the start. You no, know, I thought he was just all like brawn and all, but, it looks like last season he has kicked on a bit and I'm looking forward to him, players like him and Hami, you know, taking the leadership in the middle of the park and uh, um, maybe like one not so much mentioned players, uh, I, I feel it's uh, Bill Mamadou. Uh, I mean, we heard a lot of him. Uh, I don't know how much you all follow the youth teams and all, but when he was in the Home United youth team, uh, we heard a lot of good things about him. He has a good physique and all. We all know who his uh, famous father is. So, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that Last year he, he didn't when he started then he got off uh he was subbed off early you know I'm hoping he can uh, push on a bit and uh, maybe maybe he can get himself into the Sea Games squad. Karol, what do you think, young lions? What are you expecting from them? Yeah, I think uh, if we speak about last year, uh, again we 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 expect them to be somewhere there, especially with Tanjung Paga. And to be fair, Tanjung Paga was a band of uh, last-minute crew, you know. They were patched up together in the last three weeks of the season. Uh, so I think Tanjung Paga will definitely be different this year. So Young Lions will actually have to really prove their worth to not end up uh, below below Tanjung Paga or below other clubs this year. Uh, but having said that, I think, you know, uh, even if it's not Nazri, it's Filipi now. Um, I think there is a certain uh, Japanese direction towards this team because I think there's a mentorship of uh, uh, Tatsuma uh, there. He's involved. I think there's some philosophy, it's certain uh, uh, things that are definitely ingrained within the under-23s, the Young Lions as well as the first team. So that's something that I think perhaps there's some continuity there. Uh, and while I know also from my time uh, before that Philippi is a good coach, right? So just now and he's maybe... he's also one who likes to um, use... Youth. Young players, yes, right? yes, and he has been successful at youth. Yes, of course. Uh, previously, not so much at first team, but I think this is a good platform where he's working with youth team in the in a first team platform in a uh, the SPL. Yeah, so uh, of course we are. I myself very excited to see Hami back because Hami took a bit of time last year, uh, and actually when Hami came back, it was a surprise. We didn't know that he would be able to be released. So when he came back, he was in a on a different weight program. Uh, we want, he was on a bulking program, actually. Uh, so when he had to come back and play, it was a surprise. So now he, are, he's cutting back and and uh, and uh, wanting to be lean and a bit more mobile again, lah. I think so. There was there was a we didn't expect him to come back to play for Young Lions at that time. So we are looking uh, for him to to do well to spearhead this uh, Young Lions match. So. Uh, I hope it'll be a better better year for Young Lions as well for the for the best of our football in the Sea Games especially. Going on to Jeff, of course, um, being the avid Geelong fan that you are, um, who was maybe one like maybe when you were playing against uh when Geelong was playing against Young Lions, who do you feel in that team, uh, in the Young Lions team that was one that could have made the difference against you guys? Right, Jacob Muller for sure. Right, uh, I think he's he's thereabouts every time that we we play against him. Uh, he always, he always, you know, when when he up his game, there's always a chance that the rest around him kind of up his game as well. So it's kind of like, you know, if we can get this guy and have to have a bad game, we probably have a very good chance to score two or three goals against uh, against the young lions. So that's you know, uh, he's definitely the one. Do you think now with him, unfortunately due to NS uh, commitments being out of the team, how do you think they will actually you know go on without his leadership? I think it's going to be a bit tough for them. Uh, my take is always for young lions. I think the 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 coach is their central fulcrum, uh, where there's some sense of stability. Players do come and go. Uh, so with uh, Coach Nazri being in and out himself, I think it's going to be a very interesting uh, preseason, a challenging preseason for them, and then interesting how they start. Um, and and my my take to it is, uh, you know, like what. Uh, 
has been said earlier. I think there are potential people who can step up into into Jacob Muller's shoes, and and you know you have more Jacob Mullers in the team that would be good for them. Um, but yeah, you know they 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 have to step up. Right now, I don't think it's at least for me not so obvious. Every time I watch uh, young lions play, so we'll see. Yeah, that's the thing. Now with Coach Philippe in at the helm, you know, taking these young players like what um Arvin said previously, he was not scared of actually bringing in the younger players yeah. and actually had a had a tactical mind to actually like have them play around with the ball and actually pass it from the back and stuff like that. So hopefully, uh, with him, they will in kind of like implode a different mentality, you know, to the whole gameplay. Yeah, and I'm gonna get, put you guys on the spot. Um, so. Lucky I didn't have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kairul, firstly, where do you think the Young Lions will, will end up? I honestly think with whatever that's happening with all the other teams, Young Lions will still be last this year. Yeah. yeah. Can, I? Can, can I don't give specifics? Bottom two. I think bottom <laughs> two. Yeah. I mean, like, like what Kairul said, uh, I mean, I see most of the teams have strengthened their rosters and... It looked like it was going to be another tough year. I mean, like good performances, but they may just come short in some games, you know. Mm. All right, Jeff, what about you? Yeah, I think they're going to be the wooden spoonies. <laughs> <laughs> Are you stirring, stirring the pot with that wooden spoon? Unfortunately, <laughs> we have young lions. Yes. But I mean, we have to give them credit. La. Last year was a decent season for them, even though they did finish second from bottom. Uh, but I, I think they will have a little bit more in them this year. But I mean, like what the rest said today, that with the amount of strengthening that other teams have done, I think they'll also finish bottom. <laughs> <la>. <laughs> what about you, Kabir? <laughs> <laughs> we have to try. Uh, <laughs> your turn. Your now, turn. you put them uh, on the spot. Now, I put you in the spot. I mean, yeah. I, I'll go. I'll, I agree with Kenneth. La. Bottom two. La. If not last, <laughs> then second last. And yeah, I'm not going to say who's going. I'm not going to say who's, who's going to be last, but yeah, I think they'll end up bottom two. Uh, let's go on to the next team. Of course, we do have Ballester Khalsa. So, Ballester Khalsa last year, um, there were some good results and then there were some horrible results, unfortunately for them. It was like pretty much an up and down because there were times that they were really good and then there were times that they were really bad. And that was unfortunate. But they did have um, Simizuzul, um, Jumbo as well, leading the line, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, Kabir, what do you make of their season last year? I think they were they were a bit of a surprise package. Like I didn't I didn't think because I'm a Tempest fan. I didn't think they could have you know gotten any anything from that game. I think yeah they 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 did okay. Nothing too special. Nothing too surprising actually. It was kind of like an average and uh, overall an average season lah. They yeah. they did well at certain aspects, but generally, unfortunately, they did fall short. Um, let's start off with Carol first. Uh, what do you make of um Ballester season last year and maybe who was your um, surprise player that came out from that team? I think for Balestier last year, I think Balestier has always been this Stoke City team. Ah. <laughs> yeah? It's a very difficult team to play against. I, and I, I speak to a lot of the coaches and the players. It's very difficult. And as it used to always be DPMM and uh, Balestier. Very difficult teams to play against. But with DPMM uh, no longer there, I think Balestier will take over. Um, at the end, I think, you know, by some stroke of luck or some stroke of uh, decisive planning, maybe Balestier can be a dark horse, a, a surprise for me. I, I, I see them in the same, uh, you know, you, you, I think you will have your runaways, right, this year or maybe the top top uh, few clubs that will run away with the, the points but then, then the second tier, then they will fight it out. So this is where, where I think Balestier will be. In terms of... Uh, Players last year, Kiki, uh, Christian, Christian Karicek, I think the first year he had a bit of injuries here and there. So he couldn't show. Uh, and the way I see it, I've always saw him as a, as, as a winger, you know, as an 11 or a 7, right? But last year playing in midfield, I feel that I felt that he did very well, good assist, very hardworking, very, very strong player. So I, I hope that he continues his run. Right, this uh, performance, and uh, I would also like to see you know as much as uh, uh, Zuzul and Jumbo are both number nines, but I would on certain days I would like to see Jumbo as the real number nine. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So then it would it would uh, I mean he scored twenty over goals, uh, eighteen goals before, right, for the top scorer in two thousand eighteen. So we want to see that part of him as well. Yeah. So 
Balestier for me is, uh, you know, is is uh, an, to me is an enigma. On certain days you can see good football. On certain days you don't know. But I hope I hope they are, they do well and uh, give a uh, give the other teams a good run for their money. Yeah. The one thing about them this year is that they managed to hold on to all their their foreign their foreign uh their foreigners this year. So of course that was a very big thing. Kenneth, um, going to you, how do you think? that is actually going to be really crucial into their season. Yeah, like I said, uh, like the stability is really important. As in they are the most stable, they are the most stable roster and all. So as much as we talk about all the club having very good signings and all, we don't forget the preseason was really disrupted. Uh, we hear players, uh, foreign players coming very late and all. So, and they may not be able to uh, gel. Yeah, gel with mm. the team and all. So you can... This is one part where Blastia maybe can take advantage. I mean, possibly in the first few games, the 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 familiarity of the players will play a part. Um, and I think last year, uh, if we if we look very closely, right, actually when before before the COVID break, they they were in the in like top few. So after the COVID break, they lost a very key player called Ansa. So Bruno, they call him Bruno, right? Yeah, so, Bruno. Yeah. Yeah. So he he went out and. Uh, the stats show. I read about it. I clicked through it. Yeah, you know, because uh, Balestia was like a totally different team after the restart, and uh, he he missed nine games, and Balestia only got one clean sheet from 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 the run and all. So with with him not around, uh, they played Fatli Kamis at centre back, and it takes away a bit of Fatli's uh, abilities uh, from the right and all. Yeah. So and uh, I think um I mean that was a very big part and all and. Probably I don't know I don't know whether it's uh whether it's Jumbo and uh, Zuzu not being able to play together or what because we, in glimpses uh it, in some games we saw glimpses of them you know like uh they knock it off to each other and they score and all but some games it just seemed like the the partnership wasn't not not working you know it's good to have two very good number nines but you don't know whether it, it will work and all so yeah and Balestia this year um stability correct but they brought in uh. They brought in uh, this guy called uh, Gautam, Gautam Silvermani, right? Yeah. So he's like a kind of a for- forgotten man, I think. Uh, I watched the... He, he made his debut in the two, 2016 uh, League Cup with Tampines. So only a few games, but he, he showed promise. He was like a good player with uh, this Saifula. He was like pairing up with them. And they almost made the... I think they almost made the final. And he he was uh, quite a star in that team. So after that was NS and issues and all. So now, now he's back, and not, um, I'm quite interesting that like he joined Balestia because this is the right club for him to get minutes at this at this stage of his career. I think he's turning 25 this year, and I, I see him playing a big part. You know, him and uh, especially there's uh, so-called uh, now I think more experienced uh, Hazwan, he can feed off each other. You know, so yeah, another player I'm looking forward more. It's uh, I hope I pronounced correctly, uh, Jordan Imaviwi. So we we heard about a lot about him when he was younger, right? So he went to Switzerland for some trial, you know. So uh, same thing like he played a few games last season, but I feel that because of the issues in the team last year, he wasn't able to show his uh maybe uh potential. So I'm hoping that this year with a more stable lineup, uh, with uh their injuries now cleared up, I hope he can play a crucial part in the midfield and you know? I I think Marco is a player uh, Marco is a coach that will give him a chance Jeff to you um, I mean we did speak about continuity in the team and everything else and how important it is do you like in the times that you've seen um, Gelang play against Ballester do you think there was something maybe missing from that Ballester team that you would put in I think the supporting cast around around the key players that has been mentioned um, I think they fall short sometimes uh, you can see Last year, Kiki holding, uh, bringing, you know, the midfield together and, and pushing, you know, when, when the chips are down, usually he pops out here and there and try and get that odd goal. I know against Geylang, he did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I still couldn't believe it. Um, and, and uh, you know, I, that that's that's usually why I feel the, the uh, missing the Ballester team. But nevertheless, I always feel that they are a very efficient team. Uh, they play to their strength. Uh, they are not fanciful. If you like efficiency, you know, go support Ballester. <laughs> right? Uh, but, you know, it will take, you know, you'll be taken with a ride of up and down results, but, you know, uh, you know, they are, they are thoroughly efficient, I feel. Uh, very direct team. How you guys think that they will fare against uh, all these other teams that who have really strengthened the squad? I think for me, because of how they set up, 
Uh, so they are always playing to their strengths and the strengths are all still there. The pillars are still there. So it will still be almost the same the same way that they have been uh, in the last uh, couple of years under Marco. And uh, so it, for me, I feel that they will still uh, end up somewhere in the middle. But it seems like a different game this this coming season. Like with all the money coming in and then players are... I think Tanjo Paga also has money coming in. Where do you think Ballester will... Because I don't know Tanjo Paga won't be at the bottom anymore. So will Ballester still be at, in the, in the centre, in the, in the, in the mid-table? For me, like I said before, I think Lion City, uh, LCS... No, sorry. Young Lions will be well, uh, below, right? And then there will be a group that fights, that is fighting. And this is going to be a big group. This is going to be a big group. And then after that, you will have, I think, another two clubs that will will, will go higher. All right, uh, so go, uh, put you on the spot. Ballester. <laughs> <laughs> I would think... Uh, Give me a number, one to eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe one to seven. Eight taken. Eight taken. Eight taken by you. To be honest, I, I, it's, this is not a political answer. I yeah. cannot put uh, a number, really. I think it's between uh, three to seven. All right, yeah, fair enough, fair seven. enough. Yeah. 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 Kenneth, yeah. What about Can you? I lower the range? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fifth to six, fifth to six. I, I think they like like what Kairu said, uh, they are like a Crystal Palace team, you know. They they won't re- uh, they won't like finish in the bottom few, but they won't finish they may not finish in the bottom top few, but they'll always be like challenging in the middle table, uh, mid table, you know. Okay, I'm gonna hold you hold you on to yeah. that. I'm gonna ask you who's <laughs> number seven, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> to me, if they make a very strong start based on the stability and seeing the teams around it, I think they can push to uh, to fifth, I feel. Um, but, you know, over the course, I would think six may be a bit more appropriate for them to end up with. <laughs> Next up, of course, we have big spenders. One of the big spenders of the transfer window, Tanjong Paga United. Unfortunately, they did finish last. Uh, sad, without a win. But with the amount of signings that they've made, Kabir, I think this year will not be the year that they finish bottom. I mean, they brought in Ridon Mohamed. They brought in Karamri. They brought in uh, who's this Blake Rikyoto. Rikyoto. It's gonna be a, a different a different Tanjung I'm I'm excited. They they um together with um line uh, line city sailors and Ballester, they look like the most professional team out there so far. With all the sponsors coming in, so I we know there's money coming in. I mean, yeah. So yeah, I think Tanjung Paga. I'm so excited to see them play. And Kairul, brought you. I have to start again. <laughs> I think uh, for for them uh, the finish. I mean, when they were when they were last year, they were just there to make up the numbers. But this time around, I think they're really up there to you know to to show that you know we are Tanjung Paga. The last time we we were in the league, we were doing well. We had you know Monsef Zerka and the, so this time around we had, we want we want to do well. We want to show that we're okay. Uh, I am I'm working on a certain level with them, right? And I'm very surprised that sponsors have they, they have been very efficient with sponsors and this is very good for, for football in general. Yeah, so it's very positive. So in that sense, I think uh, the money has flowed and, and uh, players are coming in and I am looking at, at, at them doing well but having said that, they haven't had the stability of years before. Right? So there will definitely be inconsistencies within this season. Because uh, there will be changes. I think for in terms of foreigners also, uh, the left back, the Japanese left back is no longer there. Yan Mota is no longer there, right? Uh, so they have they have changed quite a bit. So this got, the first part of the season will be will be a bit of an adaptation. Like I said, is a the first three games we look we're looking at them the all the clubs being preseason. Right, but whether the clubs uh, have uh, continuity and stability, and to build on what they did build on from last year, I think that's going to be different. Because in terms of even playing style, I think they're going to be playing it differently because they have so much, so many forward players. Right, they have Amri, then they have uh, Luis Junior, and then they have uh, uh, Rio. Right, yeah. So I, 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 I haven't seen them train, but I don't know how they're going to set up. Right, so in terms of playing philosophy, playing style, game model, we don't know where they're gonna head. Right, so I think the first part, if they are still adapting, it will take a bit of time. So results, points may be compromised over there. But after that, 
Perhaps I think uh, that's where they 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 can they are in the three to seven. What about you? Um, looking at Tanjung Pagar, their squad and their coaching staff. Let let let's zoom in zoom in on their coaching staff. Do you think they can bring Tanjung Pagar up to that to the level that, of course, everyone wants to see them? I I think I think there's definitely experience there, right? Hasreen and uh, Nolam Shah definitely know the local scene very well. Um, so I think the coaching staff would be would be crucial because uh, the players that they bring in are pretty senior players, seasoned professional. Uh, like it or not, it may come in with some ego or some uh, thing, you know. And like all teams, right? Uh, I'm still not so sure which part of the stage of team forming they are, right? They may not have cross-storming yet for some reason, right? Uh, because they haven't hit bad results yet and something like that. But uh, it would be very interesting to see how the coaching, which is to me very pivotal for them, uh, to deal with this kind of situation when the team get into that storming stage before they they really perform maybe in, in round two or round three. Uh, and if they can get across that. Because you bring so many good players, everyone have so much vast experience on how they want to play, how they want the ball to them and and things like that. And and you, it, it's it's kind of interesting. So they, they can hit the ground running or they can shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Kenneth, what about you? Do you think, do you agree with Jeff? I mean, Tanjung Baga, like like you all said, the coaching staff is very vital, and uh, I'm, I mean, I'm sure it's a very key reason why uh, they managed to get uh, Kairi Amri and Ridwan Muhammad. You know, uh, they are like the they exemplar like a uh, Singapore 2004 to 2007 <laughs> uh, Tiger Cup team. You know, like coaching staff and players. Yeah, so I mean, um. I mean, players like Amri, you know, they always live, you know, we, we can always see Amri scoring goals and all. Ridwan, I'm not sure because uh, he, he hasn't played for a few years. So I think they will manage his minutes a bit. So uh, like you all said, really a lot of experienced players. I'm really surprised they managed to get uh, Blake Rishuto because uh, he was really a star for DPM that year. They scored nine goals, one assist. Uh, he's really a player like so established and all. Uh, I, I did an interview with him two years ago and uh, we, we spoke about it and uh, he... He he was a player like uh, he wasn't uh, he wasn't happy with uh, where where he was. He he took it on himself to uh, produce uh, his own video. You know he he went to edit his own video. You know how how many players do do it on the on themselves and so that's how he managed to get. I think that's why he managed to get. Uh, he sent to a couple of agents and that's how he got the move to TPMM. Yeah, and he has really good experience. He managed to play a bit in the Uruguayan top flight. Uh, he went for a trial in uh, A-League, Sydney FC, but he managed he managed to go in. Uh, and uh, that's that's what I was told. Uh, he he wouldn't get in because there was too many midfielders in the club. So uh, I'm sure he's at a very high level. You know, you can see him maybe he's like a top five to six midfielders in Singapore, uh, in the Singapore League now. So I think he, he can maybe make a big impact for Tanjung Baga, you know. And uh uh, with him in the middle of the park last year, Tanjung Baga, we can see they really lack the creativity. So, uh, you know, Tan- the the fact that Tanaka has uh is the top assister with uh, four assists, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, with Blake, uh, many I can see like Blake making like true passes to Amri, you know, Nishiguchi and all. So, uh, it really depends on how fast they gel, you know. Like I think Blake only re- arrived in mid February, you know. So hopefully they can gel and. I mean, one thing we can always, all we can agree is they won't finish in the bottom uh, few. I think they will definitely at least get one win. At least. That's <laughs> <laughs> putting it very, very politically correct. Carol, <laughs> uh, are you representing any Tanjubaga players? No, no, no. I'm not. Uh, just uh, providing some jerseys for them. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, looking good, right? <laughs> looking good. That's very nice. I was saying, um, looking really nice. Looking very professional. Uh, uh, up, up there with um, Think Lion City Sailors and Ballester this year. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, for me, as a as a fan, growing up, watching local football before I left for a little bit, Tanjo Paga was always that that team. Uh, you know, like, you always like them. Like, they seem to be that that one that, like, I was going to say lovable. Uh, that lo- it, like, it, it will be your second favourite team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Correct. And to put you guys on the spot, Jeff, what do you think? Well, you know, if they do well, I think they, they should finish above Ballester, uh, which is fifth for me. Can I? <laughs> Fourth to six. Lah. Fourth, Fourth to six. six. Uh, oh, give yeah. me a number. <laughs> give, me, give me one number. Uh, one number. Single digit. Uh. 
I hope I don't repeat myself later. <laughs> la, <laughs> so, uh, I hope I, I hope I don't. So I think fifth, a uh, fourth, a uh, fifth lah, fifth lah. Yeah, I mean there's still a lot of good clubs, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still waiting yeah. for the number seven. I'm still at three to seven. I really, I really cannot put that because to me they are very equal lah, very equal. Okay, so next up on our list we have Hong Kong United. Oof, I wonder who we start with for this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so early, talk about Hao Kang. <laughs> <laughs> so Hao Kang last year, honestly, when they came into the season, um, I honestly felt that they were going to do well. But unfortunately, you know, there was a number of issues. You know, the foreign players had a number of issues. Unfortunately, both of them had to leave before the end of the season. Um, and then basically they had two centre-backs in uh, Anders and uh, Lionel Tan, who were good. But unfortunately, because um, Zach Anderson was always there to hold that uh, back line together. So uh, unfortunately, you know, that stability was lost and then, you know, they lost their way kind of a little bit throughout the season. Um, Kenneth, I'm going to start with you on this one. What what did you make on last season for Hao Kang? It really boils down to Stipe joining LCS. So, I mean, once that happened, uh, it really changed their game plan. They, they were such a... Before that, they were like a more attacking team. Then after that, I mean, probably Coach Clement felt uh, to counter that lack of, uh, lack of lack of threat up front, you have to play a bit more defensive and that really resulted on the, their downfall. Uh. And uh, because, I mean, over the years, our defense haven't, hasn't been the strongest. You know, they haven't really have a top goalkeeper. That's what I would say. So... Uh, last year they only scored 19 goals in 14 games. That's really not good enough for for a team that want to challenge uh, for AFC Cup. You know, challenge for the top. So uh, this year they really uh, we we all know their signings. They should, uh, we can go on and on. Uh, Sharil, Sharishak, the uh, Tomoyuki Doi, uh, Karunizam. They really they really how how do you, how do you say? If you look at look through their roster, it's like attack heavy. Then you can see maybe the middle part and uh, defense maybe not. Not so strong, so I think this year we we are we are definitely going to see a more attacking side. And uh, uh, but that's it. Yeah, defensive wise, last season they were doing quite alright, right? I think. I mean, uh, can I talk about Man United? You know, like of it, it, yeah, <laughs> it, no, it, it's like a, I mean, generally, like throughout the game, it's fine, right? But as long as you don't score goals, the the pressure will go to the defense. So. So, for example, you're holding on a nil-nil and all, and you are not scoring goals. There's always bound to be that like moment of laps where you concede that goal and you couldn't score that goal to bring it back to one-one or we need two-one. So this year they have really uh strengthened la, up front and I'm really excited with the signing of Tomuki Doyle. So last year we, I mean. As a local fan, right? I mean, I, I don't want uh, Albrecht's team to win a title. So every game, I'm hoping <laughs> some team stop him. But he's like, no one can stop him. And if uh, every game, you look at his stats, he have about five to ten shots. He's always the number, the, yeah, the guy that shoots. Yeah. Yeah. And like his total stats, uh, total shots over the season was 83. So it's is it the uh, most? Oh, 83 the most. Oh, and uh, okay. the next highest is uh, Krychek with 48. Mm. So that oh. tells him how, <laughs> how much, how much, how much <laughs> in the game, you know. Sometimes, you know, like we, we don't want players like, you know, taking aimless spot shots and all, but you know, if you don't try, you don't score. So he's a player and he's so sharp in the box. He, he get a sniff and usually he will hit the target. So, um, I mean, this year he's uh, have a different, dif- uh, joining a different team. So, I'm not sure how he will settle, but the good thing is uh, what we are hearing, uh, Ogang also signed uh, Kaishu Yamazaki, right? And uh, we are hearing that he's uh, going to be playing midfield. So, maybe Kaishu will be the one linking up with him, uh, playing some true balls. Um, hopefully, he can score, you know? And, uh, Probably and um they they also signed uh Juberto, right? Uh, uh Fortunato, yeah. So he's a Kairos player, right? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I will leave it to him to, to speak about Juberto yes. later. But I mean Brazilian striker always excite you, right? I mean uh okay, the last Augang striker, Brazilian striker was uh Ramazotti, okay. He okay, uh the less said the better. But before that, uh I think our gang fans will identify with uh Jason Mura and uh Diego Gama. Oh yeah, and, he's got a goal yeah, of goals. He's got a lot oh, of goals yeah. and you know Brazilian striker. So yeah, I mean uh, with him, Doy, Nizam, Sharil, uh don't forget Shawal. And it's gonna be a quite exciting season for our gang. Like I said previously, uh 
Augang, the only thing is defense. I don't know whether they will be strong enough because uh, like right now I see the defense, it's uh, Enders, Lionel, Afik Yunus went back. So I don't know whether that's strong enough to hold. And uh, another one is uh, the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper, they got in uh, Mukun, uh, Mukundan Maran, right? So uh, I saw really good things of him when he was at Warriors uh, 2018. So I believe uh, in this Augang team, he will, he, will, he will play a fair bit of games and Hopefully he can show uh, what he showed during that season. He had some, I don't know, like some wonder saves and all. Hopefully, yeah. So I think we can expect Augang expensive uh, way of football and uh, we can see them being a team that, uh, you know, maybe winning like 4-3, 3-2, three, three, that kind. We may not see them clipping a lot of clean sheets, that kind. Jeff, looking at all the transfers, they actually bought quite a bit. And just like Tanju Paga, also big names. Do you think that they can fit everyone in? Do you think there will be this um this period of transition for Paogang? Uh yeah, you know, it's so much attacking talent. I don't know, they should send Shawal back to Geylang. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's still our Shawal. <laughs> um but uh, you know, I I'm really you know the other thing that came to mind is whether they get the uh, the foreigners to stay for the whole season. So they, <laughs> <laughs> they haven't had a good record there. Um, so so I think if if they do, uh, uh, I think uh, it's definitely it's definitely a very very strong team. But I, I feel it's a big it's a very strong team with a very weak uh, underbelly again because of the defense. Uh, if any of the first choice in the defense going to have a long-term injury or suspension. And, and you know, there's, there's chances. The tendency, if you look at the back line, there's always a tendency of a red card and they're going to be out for two two games and things like that. That will give a lot of thinking to Coach Clement on how he's going to shape up his team. And, uh, you know, you get you get against team that can set up the team well and hold out for a while. Strikers do get frustrated as the team, as the minute goes and, you know, you start trying to rush your your, your shots and everything and, and it will get to them. And I think not far off, you're going to have like those three, four, four threes and, uh, you know, whether they win or they lose, but it's going to be some exciting games. Yeah. Good luck to the Hulls. Kairul, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk uh, Fortunato. How did that come well, about? But first, I, I would like to say I've always enjoyed this Geylang and uh, Haugang rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> between the fans or between the... The games are good. You know, you see the games are always full of goals. On the terrace and, then, and, and on the terrace, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, when we, when I, I, I stay in Tampini, so I'm always watching Geylang games. And whenever the holes come, there's always excitement on the terrace. <laughs> and it's, I'm feeling it here also. <laughs> Let's not mention him, sir. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, also, also just an insight on Doy. I haven't been to Haugang Games yet, uh, training sessions yet, but uh, the, the nature of the uh, pitch this year for preseason is there's a lot of shared pitch uh, at St. Wilfred. So what happens is a lot of clubs are able to see a lot of other clubs training. So the word on the ground is, Doy is a fantastic finisher. Fantastic, really. He's not my player. He's not my player. <laughs> but they are so, saying... Right, they, they are, they are I'm saying, about to ask you. Uh, he's not, he's not. But he, he, he's... Uh, they are saying he finishes everything really, really well. Uh, in the box, on the turn, you know, first control and everything he does very well. So this, this I haven't heard for very long, right? So in a, in a local in a local league. Can yeah, I so, do that? Huh? Uh, can I can I just add to that because I, I listened to a podcast that Anders was being interviewed yeah. and one of the strikers that he 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 commented was Doy because uh, during training just in a amazing, short period right? of time yeah. uh, he was impressed yeah. so yeah. that that's I think a testament yeah. Yeah. of so, his finishing yeah so that's why so that is why for me uh, it would be interesting how Haugang sets up uh, and it has always been interesting if you look at it last year. They have played uh, Lion City sitting back and frustrated the hell out of Lion City. They got points from Tampines, if I'm not wrong, yeah? Also, and then there were times also where they we tried to play. Uh, so, we have not seen, I don't know, maybe they are just trying to get points or is there an identity there or something? But I think... Uh, but do you think it's because of the... I know last season they were quite light in front, right? Yeah, yeah. Also, mm -hmm. also yeah. possibly. Yeah, so they were playing to their strengths, right? But if they go through the same philosophy of playing to their strengths this year, I think it would be quite amazing because Doy is a finisher and uh, Giba, Gib, Gibeto Giba, we call him Giba. Giba is a, is a 
very strong uh, forward player. Uh, he he finishes as well, good technique, can hold up the ball, but very strong player. Yeah, so it'd be interesting how this setup, uh, this attack will set up. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Uh, in terms of uh, of course, last year I felt uh, they underachieved. Yeah, after AFC, we were expecting them to do well. They were expecting to build on, and uh, I, I'm not saying this just because he's a he's a he's he's, he's a friend, but also I think Coach Clement uh, has a good technical team with Fedaus on board as well, right? So I think this year with the stabilization of everything, I think they they're going to do quite well. So I'm now I'm going to be the one to put you on the spot. <laughs> Jeff, I'm going to start with you. Where do you see Hao Gang finishing this year? I, now I'm going to use my wild card. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will do that 3-7. to seven <laughs> uh, But I think they will be at the top half. I think, that, you know, uh, the worst case they can do is probably fifth. But, you know, if, if things, uh, the puzzle kind of fits for them, I think they can push for third or fourth. Can that for you? Unfortunately, I don't see them winning the title. So, I mean, we've, we've strongest teams around, but uh, I think probably third to fourth, uh, I think third will be a bit tough or so. So, maybe I'm going with fourth. I hope it doesn't come back to bite me. La. So. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Karel, what about you? Third or fourth. Third or fourth. La, around there. Do you have, um, other than, do you have any local players that is... No, I, I have Mark Sad over there. Okay. Uh, Zaki Balif. Uh... He has uh, adapted better. I think last year was, you know, he was one of the last players to be signed in Haogang. And uh, he found it a bit difficult to adapt. And uh, coming from Turkey previously, uh, the football is totally different. And they have a di different different kind of uh, football upbringing. But being young and being coached well, I think, so far in the past, year, past years, he's coming up on the packing ladder, I think. In the so far, uh, what he says is, you know, when they play friendly sparring games, he's within the 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 group that 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 may start. Yeah, so I think, you know, if he's he manages his his tackles better and, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, then I think he will he, seen. he will do better because uh, defending wise, he's one of the best defenders I've seen. Defending, yeah, but in possession, I think that's where he needs to work a bit. Anyway, he's only twenty one. Yeah, so I think he will do well this year. His language? What about his language? Oh, I'm very surprised. He's, <laughs> he's giving me words like, I am now very comforted and comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, you know, he, he learns his language from Google Translate, so he gets that kind of English. So he's very formal, uh, but he's learning very, very fast. <laughs> but I can see the who's actually taking to him as well. He was actually, when we did our uh, the documentary, um, he was actually with the fans outside as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so he was there with them. They were like, he was with them in the chance and everything. So I, he was really enjoying himself. So it was pretty, pretty fun um, through that. So that ends Hao Gang. So next one on our list is... Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jeff, I'm looking at you. <laughs> Let's start with Jeff for this one. Let's start with Jeff for this one. Geelang International. So last season for me, um, before the whole circuit breaker came in, they were doing very well at that point in time in the AFC sports. Um, when they came back, there was a little bit of difficulty, but they still managed to hold on and ended up with that AFC Cup spot, which was fantastic for them. So back in regional competition and doing well on the local stage. Jeff, what do you make of last season overall for you guys? Pretty happy uh, in terms of before COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was hoping they just cancel and we finish second. <laughs> Stop um, the count. <laughs> yeah. And then and then it restarted and it gave me a lot of heartburns uh from, from some of the performance that we saw on TV. Um you know, I think the the, the standout for me uh when we restarted uh was really Harith. Uh I think he he pulled uh you know consistently and and you know that guy is small, he get beaten up. Uh, for the 90 minutes but you know he keep on going next game next game uh, in general I feel Gelang last season overall as a team we kind of dropped uh, than how we performed the year before uh, I think uh, some of the players didn't show that potential that we saw the year before we had a bad start and again with the red cards my goodness um, you know <laughs> it scares the hell out of me every time uh, even if we didn't make tackle I think you are very good with our words and, and you know we, get, we really got <laughs> gotta be a stick from that so, philosophers like, in Gelang yeah so, 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 so a lot of heartburn right because you think you played well and you can contain and then suddenly 
boom, and then and then we are on the back feet, uh, on the back foot uh, for the rest of the game. Uh, so a lot of heartburns, but I think um, we managed to pull it off. I think I think the last game we we did well. I think that's the last game, kind of a testament uh, on what was the potential last year. <laughs> Uh, and I always say that you know Geylang will do well when we have uh, the Ultra Eagles at the stand. <laughs> and somehow I think they go up for another gear when it's quiet and everything. They kind of go uh, a bit sleepy from time to time. So so that's that's my assessment for last year. I think I think it's a bit underperforming from the year before, uh, but somehow we managed to get into AFC and we'll take it. Jeff, what about the coming season? How do you think with the transfers with um? I think we have Isdin. Isdin, we have Faisal um, Osman. Matthias, right? Yeah. <laughs> Matthias. Yeah. You can use yeah. that. Matthias. <laughs> <laughs> and Anu look like Anu look like Silvano. Yeah, Silvano. So, so I think the good thing is we we managed to hold on to Barry. Uh, I think that's very, you know, he, he was crucial. Uh, not only not only about his uh his play his general play but i think what he brings to the team and the young uh, to the young player you can see when when you know when he plays the team around the players around him kind of come down and actually start playing uh almost like kiki at Ballestia, i feel uh and yuki of course the 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 stalwart at the back right uh you know either he defends well or he get an odd goal from from set pieces somehow um we always have been crying for number nine for a while. Uh, I think we never had a good one. Even last season, we have a few strikers, but never really a true number nine, right? Uh, so, so quite happy with Silviano coming in. Uh, you know, if he can double up as Anu's position, that's fine. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that, since Barry's going to go to uh, set the fact. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got, you know, he, he did well and then scored one goal and he did well. Uh, so, uh, so I think... Uh, I, I'm I'm really excited with the signings. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward for how we are going to set up the midfield because midfield is actually quite central. Midfield to me is quite saturated uh, with all the people that we have. Uh, oh, with Isdin as well. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. We have Isdin. I mean, looking at last season, we have uh, basically Firdaus, uh, uh, Barry, and Uma uh, as the trio at the center. Now we have Isdin. We have uh, Matthias, uh, and you know that's five. Right? How are you going to fit? Um, but happy to have that number nine. Uh, finally, somebody who can hold the ball because you know we've seen a lot of crosses. I think uh, Van Huysen put in some good, decent crosses, and I, also Faris uh, last season with his free kicks, I think, has been quite uh, good uh, putting the ball. So I think we have a good chance with set pieces this year. I feel because we have uh, pretty tall players yeah. uh, with Adam at uh, you know uh, Adam uh, Hakim, right, going up. Yuki and uh, Silviano, I think it's a very uh, more than triple tower, right? Uh, in terms of three hits, that is over one point nine that you can aim for. So, uh, so I think we can we can get that odd goal here and there from from set pieces. So pretty excited. So going on to Kenneth. So um, we spoke about the couple signings that they've mm. made. So mm. we look at we let's look at the local signings that mm. they made. So we have Isdin, we have Fazal Roslan, and then we have Ikram Rifki yes, as well. Yes. Um, how do you think these three will gel into this uh, Gelang side? Yeah, it seems like they <laughs> raided young li- uh, the, the, the Lion City sailors for the signings, right? So, yeah, I mean, uh, they are all very handy signings. I wouldn't call them like star signings, but they are really handy signings where they fit qu- quite well in the team. I'm looking forward most to Isdin, you know, like uh, I think last year it was like a tough year for him, you know, like, the sailors uh, brought in a lot of good players. Uh, he somehow lost his way in the team and um, you know, people always make fun of his weight. <laughs> so, but but I mean, on his day, he's still one of the best midfielders in the country, I believe. His range of passing, uh, uh, his uh, free kicks. Uh, we, I can see him playing a very big role in this Geylang team. Uh, him and, uh, don't forget him and Fedaus, they work together at uh, Lions Shelf, I believe. I think the understanding is there, the experience is there. And with uh, the two of them and Barry, this midfield is uh, as good as any team. I mean, on if you compare on paper and uh, I think the locals need to step up a bit um, last year uh, Faris and Chris I feel they didn't have a good season as uh, compared to uh, 2019 right yeah so uh, it really depends on whether they gel and and of course the new Brazilian striker and uh, uh, Convilius so 
uh, really did look forward to how how the two of them will score goals. You know, last year they struggled a bit for goals. Have you? Yeah, yeah, a bit a bit for goals. So we, we always try to do the fancy ones. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. So, goal of the year. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So yeah, but goal of the year. But they don't generally have a, a stable team. So so I I see them in a Balestier category where they they may not finish top two, top three. I've Going on, Carol, your yeah. Silvano is your player, right? Yes. Yes. So, mm. what what can you expect from him this season, and what have you seen from him to bring him here to Singapore? Thirty seven goals in thirty four games. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nah, but, but to be fair, to be fair, uh, after that season, he hasn't. He has had a bit of bad luck everywhere he he has went. So that bad luck actually for me will should translate to something better because now he's happy, he's motivated and he's hungry. Yeah, so you can say, yeah, he's a bit older at 33, but he's hungry, he's happy and he's motivated. And that's the most important thing, right? So for me, I'm I'm really looking forward. Uh, we have also known that, you know, he's, I mean, I don't want to keep everything, but it's the same problem. Geelang has always wanted a striker, number nine, number nine, number nine. And uh, I think, uh, to be fair, Geelang actually tried to get uh, another number nine, which was not through me, right? But uh, I have worked with that guy before and he was a, also a good player. Right and uh, things didn't happen. So and then now they're getting uh, Silvano uh, at the right timing. I feel right because there were some some things that happened before this, and Silvano was available, and he said, "Okay, Singapore is a new challenge. It's a bucket list." I have I we we spoke for Silvano in 2018 with another club in in Singapore. Yeah, but at that time, uh, no club in Singapore could afford him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and then uh, it, things didn't happen. He moved, and now he's with Gelang. And I think we, I mean, again, as as optimistic as uh, Jeff is for for the club, I'm also as, as optimistic for him in the league. Uh, as for Gelang, I feel also because uh, they last year they had a big local cast of forward lines. Right, and I think it didn't happen. It, uh, things that they wanted didn't happen. So now, uh, uh, they are they think that the going foreign is the way to go. So they have a striker, and I think Mateus also comes, uh, being able to play as a number nine. Also, uh, maybe, but we I think he's more of a ten and a half, a winger attacking mid, something like that. Yeah. So the options, attacking options, are amazing at Geelang. I feel also again like how how Gang is how Balestier is and it's how they want to uh, find the best balance in attack, yeah. And in fact, personally, I feel the three. Yeah, of course. Again, I don't wanna don't wanna keep saying about players that I bring, but Barry Isdin and uh, Fredaus, be he they they may be the most balanced central three midfielders in any in any club in Singapore. Yeah, I think it's a bit of playing style like Ferdows. He's a very tidy uh, player who keeps the ball right in front of the back line. And then Isdin, personally, I've seen players in Singapore. He's the best long ball passer in the game. The best in Singapore right now. Even better than Barry. Yeah, but Barry is the one that can gel everyone together, balance the game, keeps the tempo together. So this is crucial, I think. At the end of the day, a lot of teams should win games in midfield. Together, of course, with a good, a decent forward line and back line, but the midfield is crucial, especially the game plan that Geelang wants to play. A lot of game will be played. A game will be played in midfield. So I, I'm really looking forward to Geelang as well. Uh. I, uh, just to, <laughs> on the record, I'm not a Geelang fan. <laughs> 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 so what do you think is uh, Geelang's weakness right now on the, on the pitch? Uh, I'm worried about our centre back. Uh, I, I think across the defence, we we don't have enough cover. Uh, I was hoping that we we at least have Shahrin Sabrin. Because I think last season towards the end he came in and actually uh, filled up the gaps pretty well, um, but then you know uh, he's not here. Um, so because we do see uh, with Adam Hakim having that injury, which is take take some time, um, and we have Barry in the last game playing uh, with Yuki, 
um, I think those kind of things, one off is okay. You know, it's like Liverpool defense right now. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you put Jordan Henderson there, yeah. it's okay for one game. Uh, but but to compete across the season uh, is going to be very different, right? Because you know your natural instinct uh, with your natural position kind of sometimes take over maybe overplaying at the back or something like that. But uh, so that that's my concern, uh, actually. Uh, you know, we, we the center, the center of defense, right? Uh, I think Faisal Roslan now adding more stability. I think he's honestly, for me, one of the more underrated defenders in, in the league. So I think for you guys to get him is actually a real coup for you guys. That's for sure. So I'm looking forward to see him play next year. Um, so... That's it for Gelang. Have we uh, grilled oh, them? We, on- we haven't. We, oh, haven't. we haven't. Oh, okay. <laughs> My turn. <laughs> Jeff, where do you think they'll finish this year? <laughs> uh, I, I'm hoping, you know, the, the best is probably we can probably get fourth. Uh, but I think uh, I agree that we're probably in the same bracket as uh, Ballestia and probably going to nudge each other. Um, really? You think so? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> best at Tanyong Paga, you know, we kind of fight, uh, fight around <laughs> that, 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 that zone. Um, but you know, I think fifth uh, may be realistic, but I think fourth or third or fourth would be very optimistic for us. Or oh, a good re- good season, I guess. Uh, probably fourth to fifth. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a bit biased. Ah. Uh, so it's maybe twenty five goals by Silvano and third and fourth, third or fourth, yeah, third or fourth. <laughs> third or fourth. Okay, we we can't talk about Gelang and not talk about the AFC Cup. Eh, yes. Uh, so Jeff, what do you think? How do you think uh, Gelang will fare against? against um, the likes of um, Kaya FC from Philippines, Rengganu, and Shan United. Or uh, Aye Wadi. Aye Wadi. It's either one of them. It's either one of them. I think the, the Filipinos uh, has definitely improved. So that's going to be a, quite a challenge there. Um, uh, how, how will, in general, I think how we'll fare. Um, I think we, we may not be doing that badly uh, again because uh, given some of the experience at central mid- midfield uh, some rotation that can come in around there as well I think we uh, Coach No definitely have an idea on how he wants to play that uh, so I, I don't think we're going to be silver spoonies uh, in terms of the group there um, but whether we move to the next round I think it's a different story because um, personally I feel I, I'm I'm not aware enough of the regional teams to to make that judgment call. But, you know, the Malaysians are always going to be tough uh, just by the Causeway rivalry, even though they are far up north. <laughs> um, and Filipinos have, have come in, come a long way since since the last time, right? So, we're always going to uh, give us a good challenge. And, kind of what about you? How, how far do you think they, can, they will go? And, of, of course, with home games, uh, mm. group games mm. being, being played at home in Singapore. I mean, of course, it's an advantage for for the Singapore teams, lah, them and the sailors. Uh, but uh, like what Jeff said, I think their group is quite tough. And I don't know like the schedule and all because like I think after that, there's, uh, I don't know, there's international games somewhere yeah, around yeah, that period. June, so yeah. yeah, I mean, the, I don't know, like maybe they, are, they will have some injuries and all, but generally I feel the, the group is quite tough for them. So... Uh, I think the most they can finish is second. Uh, I don't know who will be top, but yeah, I think second or third, you know, but yeah, you really quite tough for them like, in the AFC Cup. I mean, after all, they have missed uh, AFC Cup for 10 years. Yeah. Mm. Carol, with, the, with Silvano, do you think the goals will come even in the AFC, AFC Cup? Why am I very optimistic? Uh. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. nah, to be honest, to be fair, I, I maybe a bit of insight on the, on the leaks. Uh. Perhaps for Kaya, uh, uh, right now, because City United is playing in Champions League, there's a big draw for Filipino players. The best ones to go to City United instead of Kaya. So I, uh, they have not finalized their squads over there. And the thing is, in Philipp- in Philippines, they haven't been training at all. They're not allowed to. Yeah, they, they haven't been training, haven't started. And foreigners are not allowed to come. So they will be weakened by lack of foreigners as well. So that's for Kaya. In terms of uh, Shan or Ayurvedi, I think we have been, we have played, uh, Haugang have played Burmese team, right? And we know where they are at. Uh, the only reason where we lost in, in Myanmar was because it was crazy hot in the afternoon, right? But our local teams can actually match the teams over there. 
Terengganu is sticky, tricky. Yeah. So Terengganu with the players Konate and David De Silva, all from Indonesian leagues, which who I am very familiar with. I think they are of a decent quality, right? Uh, the local players though from Terengganu uh, are a bit younger this time round, but they have a decent coach in Nafuzi. Nafuzi is, uh, in terms of ideology, is a bit similar to Noali. Plays football on the ground, you know. They have a positive attacking uh, mentality, so it'll be interesting how it plays out. Uh, the only advantage I hope that our local clubs take uh, take is uh, uh, the fact that these play these teams have to go on quarantine, you know, and they will miss training sessions. I don't know. Maybe it will be cut down from fourteen days to seven days. Maybe we don't not sure, but. They must take advantage of that. They must take advantage of the fact that we are playing on artificial pitch, right? Uh, so we must make use of this this advantage. Yeah, but I'm, I think that at least we should be second. Gelang should be second. I didn't say we, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a Singaporean thing. It's a Singaporean. Uh, so it's sleep there. <laughs> <laughs> so Gelang, I hope ends up at least second. But to qualify, I think it's not far fetched. Well, that was part one in our discussion of the SPL season. Hang on for part two.